Wednesday night AMA is here, and we have big news to discuss. Deshaun Watson out for the season. Adam is sad, but more to come on Wednesday night AMA. You know what time it is. Hit that intro, Adam. Yes, sir. Welcome to South Harmon. Welcome to South Harmon. Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you're here today. Another AMA. Ask me anything. Super chat is cool if you want to pay to play. Like and subscribe. That's what we really appreciate. Let me introduce you to the Teardown King. Mike McNutty, that's your questions. He'll answer anything. ATM, you know I don't put them graphics on the screen. Glad you tapped in now. Stay tapped in for the team. Everything is posted. Go follow the socials. South Harmon FF tag us if we get noticed. Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Another AMA. Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Oh yeah. Love that intro. Gets me going. Adam, first and foremost, how are you doing, man? It's tough being a Browns fan, boy. I was, I was going to say, man, of all the questions you could have asked me, you know exactly how I'm doing, you know? Not it's, good. Not good. Listen, we, we were down in the muck, down in the dumps in that Ravens game for the longest. It's just the first, literally the first pass, he throws a pick six, you know? It balls batted, picks it. You're like, dude. We have this great defense. We can't do anything. He actually comes back and plays a lot better in the second half. You're like, oh, man, if we're, maybe we're catching some steam here, right? And then before you know it, Mike, we come back. We win the game. You're all excited just for a few days later. Yeah. It's hey, uh, It was a good run. It was a good run. Um, PJ Walker, DTR, um, WTF, you know. <laughs> Insert three-letter acronyms. <laughs> FML. <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome to being a Browns fan. Welcome to the... This is why they call us, Mike, the mistake on the lake. All right? Um, there's a reason we got that name. So, Ooh. it's crazy. If, if, what sucks about it, like, from an NFL perspective, we'll obviously get into a lot of the fantasy side of it. From the NFL perspective, Mike, like, watching the Browns defense, as a, as a fan, I'm a little more pessimistic and slow to come around on something that looks great, you know, and, and call it that this defense is unbelievable. And we have a, when you have a defense that good, that think back to all the defenses that have been great. A lot of them are not guaranteed to replicate year after year. And when you have something that good, that's able to like literally help you win games that you probably shouldn't win. You, you want to be able to capitalize on the chance that, using that to get you further in the playoffs right to have a we're gonna end up probably pissing this away the deadline's over you're not gonna just find some qb on the street anymore you know brady's not taking calls um last i checked there's no one out there even even carson wentz just got picked up so you're just gonna watch uh the, the season get wasted man it stinks it stinks i'm in uh i'm in the same boat uh you know as a hawkeye fan i don't know if you saw cooper <laughs> DeGene, my star my guy he's out for the season now Broke his foot in practice. Son yeah. of a bitch. <sighs> I don't even know if I want to tune in for any other games. <laughs> yeah, man. You know? Um, Adam, how about you? Like, for your fandom part of this, before we get to the fantasy portion, the dynasty portion of this. Yeah. Like, Sundays now. 
Brown still going up on the big TV, or are you just like, I'm about red zone now, fuck? Listen, <laughs> like, fuck the, the, the one thing is, I will admit, okay, as a Browns fan, I, as bad as it is watching DTR and PJ Walker and these guys, like, Mike, I've seen, I've seen it all. I've seen worse. I've watched on the big screen worse. So mm, I, will, uh, I will have them up there and kind of be my normal delusional self in a way. Like, I, I'd say a lot of Browns fans are truly delusional, Mike. Like, every year, like, you'd be amazed how they try to convince themselves that this pile of garbage is going to be good. But I'm, I'm not that delusional, but I sit in front and watch it until it's basically over, and then I can admit it's trash. So um, lowered expectations, but I'm, I'm going to stick it out, man. I'm a Browns fan. That's what The Browns fans are loyal to a fault, so I will have it up there. Um, maybe, you know, in a, in a blowout, if that happens, I'll put it on one of the other TVs, but I'll watch it, man. You know, I'll stick it out with you. Cause you're All desperate. right, man. Dynasty. What are we doing? I'm, I'm going to venture to say there's only a handful of teams. Like, I got a lot of Deshaun Watson shares, right? He was cheap. We talk about how the community hates him. Some people wouldn't even say his fucking name. They didn't like him. You know, I get it. <clears throat> I get all that. Uh, but. Let's just be honest. A lot of contending teams ain't exactly got Deshaun Watson on it because you probably weren't contending. <laughs> like a true contender, like it didn't go as well as you thought. Mm-hmm. It's been a a bad season for Deshaun Watson manager. So horrible. If you are in the position that you're contending, and Deshaun Watson was a quarterback piece, I don't think you were really relying on him. Are you in a, in a hurry to move him, or are you just going, well, fuck? So I think. The reality is with this one, Mike, it's it's probably because because his market wasn't the greatest, right? Like when he was healthy, he was getting into a depressed asset range. Like not Russell Wilson per se, but you know, a, a maybe one step ahead of that. Like that's where he was costing. So now yeah. the fact that he wasn't a high valued asset already, like he was a hold. Now that he's hurt. This is the conversation I think you have to have with yourself. And, and Mike, one of my teams is in a position to contend, probably. But the reality is, okay, what what do you have in assets? Like, are you actually going to trade away Watson and package stuff up to it to go get an elite player or a warp difference maker at quarterback? I think the reality is you have to assess, one, what do you have to sell? And what do you have to buy? You know, what, what can you buy with what you have? And then does that, like, does filling that actually help you win a title this year? Because, like, if you don't really, if your chances are pretty low when all of these are coming around, I'd rather have Watson next year, man. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's probably bad. I, I'm not projecting at this point. Like, the days of me hoping that Watson um, smashes and is a borderline elite player in my super flex spot. Could it happen? Maybe. Anything's possible. But I'm not banking on that at all. Like, the future for him is a lot murkier. But to the point of selling him for something mid to just end up next year having, you know, no stability and you're not any better off, I think you have to really assess the situation. Now, if you have a goon squad that really needs something in the super flex spot, I think you have to do – you have to be a little more, you know – adamant or you have to really go explore every avenue how can i find a way to give this team a real chance to win because it's built to win i think that's the conversation you have to have with this and when you establish and figure out what the answers are to that now you can decide which to do if you're going to hold or if you're going to try to trade them 
I'm probably going to end up with a lot more Deshaun Watson on my teams, just overall share, because people are going to shit on him. Keep trade cuts, I already got him at QB20. A fucking Jordan Love is ahead of him. Will Mike, Levis Mike, is ahead a, of him. Here's a great one. Actually, uh, somebody, it was either, in, I, don't, I can't remember if it was DMs or in our actual Discord, um, but it was a patron of ours, and I told him, yeah, absolutely. A great pivot, I think, is... Why? Well, uh, it was actually, you know what? It's Xbox. He said it in my DMs because he doesn't want to get in timeout, or he was already in timeout, maybe. He's, he's in timeout for another, like, six days. <clears throat> so there so. you go. All right. So he's got to go DMs only. Um, luckily, he's a Savage member. Otherwise, they'll be sitting, too. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, DMs. He, but he was talking about pivoting on a rebuild from Love to Watson, and I said, listen, I, if you can find a way to extract a plus, like, explore it, absolutely. But if you just, one for one, that's the bottom dollar. I'll take that. And while I'm not projecting Watson again to be a top 12 quarterback again at some point, like I expect him because I know I've seen the contract to be a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns or somewhere, even if they've moved him, which is impossible. Jordan Love, Mike, I am, while I'm not certain of Watson, here's what I actually am. I am certain of Jordan Love, and that's that I don't want to have him in Dynasty. Right. Um, he's just barely ahead right now, and we still haven't got all these keep trade cuts, you know, clicks in. But uh, he's just barely ahead of Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield, Josh Dobbs, and Kenny Pickett. So not great company. So let me say this then. Okay. Let's project it. It's 2024, right? We've already had the rookie draft, Drake May, Caleb Williams. They go uh, they go at the top of the draft kind of like we all think. Mm-hmm. Um, say we get a third quarterback in there, right? So just think about that to add it to your let's use right Let's now. use McCarthy just for a placeholder sake of Placeholder. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's fine. J.J. McCarthy goes in the first round, say top 15 picks. Somewhere in there. Okay. 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 We're sitting here looking, and we've got to rank 24 quarterbacks now. So we're looking at uh, these Mm. quarterbacks. Where's Watson fall in that spectrum? You know, um, I I love this question. And and I I want everyone to think about this. And this is something that I – in the back of my mind, I knew it. I think we've talked about it at times. But sometimes when you get too bullish, and I I did in a couple places – I know I forgot about this or didn't give that a part of the reason why I shouldn't have made trades that I did to get Watson. Watson had the ability to play well. And, you know, realistically, like this team gave him a situation that was better than he's had in a while, right? So you you saw the upside. And we think about that, but one of the critical mistakes, Mike, that you and I have learned and we've made so many times is not assessing properly the downside, right? And with Watson, I think the biggest part that people forget about and we, you and I at times early talked about dismissing all of this, but the reality was we agreed that it still exists in here, right? That's the off the field issues for him, like that were so, uh, they're, they're, they're so rough for people to like take in. It makes them, the morality of it makes them very like agitated and they don't want to have players like this in Dynasty. So the fact that that was already out there. If you, if you now assume that he has played bad like he has and he's hurt, like the climb up, you can forget about. It's just where is he going to kind of settle in? Like people are going to now have the off the field and the on the field combined to keep him in a place that he will likely for the remainder of his career without playing out of this world be at a discounted value, I would say. Yeah. Um, Jared Goff or Deshaun Watson. So to get to the 24 thing, Jared Goff, I think, will be ahead of Watson yep. almost all of last, all of next year, no matter what. Bryce Young or Deshaun Watson? I think it'll be Bryce Young, even though Bryce Young is, uh, you know, getting a little bit scary, but I think Bryce Young. Sam Howell 
or Deshaun Watson? I'd say there's a there's a there's at least a range of outcome for Sam Howell where you know if he gets hurt or something and he's not a starter next year it could be Watson, but it, it's more the I would say if Sam Howell finishes I don't even think he has to finish as well as he's playing right now but he finishes strong enough and is the starter next year it'll be Sam Howell for sure. Will Levis. People hate them some Will Levis, man. This is probably the conversation where it could be one or the other, right? I, I think I think Will Levis, if he has the keys to the castle going into, you know, next year, probably by age default, all offseason, we'll be looking at Will Levis ahead of Watson because it's – at quarterback, I don't think that's the proper process, but, you know, that's how people go, right? It's He's second year. He, he showed promise in a couple games, whatever. But it's about this tier, Mike. This is where the Watson tier, I think, is going to live. You know, the guys that have some warts, some things that you don't like about them, some things that say, eh, I don't – that's that face That face I just made, that's the face. That's the tier that Watson will live for a little while at minimum. J.J. J, 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 J. McCarthy, the QB3. I think he the goes ahead. I think QB3. he goes ahead. If he's a top 15 right. first-round pick, I think he goes ahead of Watson. So we're talking about potentially Deshaun Watson being in the uh, 18, 19, 20 range. Yeah, I think I think right now. I think by default, Mike, if you think about it, Keep Trade Cut has him right now at quarterback 20. Now he's out for the year, so that's going to be factored in. But just think about it this way. You had three first-round quarterbacks in this scenario. That bumps him on this current list to 20, 20, uh, 23, right? Like I think that's probably realistically right or wrong where he'll end up being in the rankings – in the off season to start of next year, the 20 to 24 range, man, like a low end quarterback too. And if you think about that, that is to the point, Mike, of why I say the only time I'm going to trade him away is if I am, I have a team that's built incredibly well that I'm saying to myself, much like the Browns, this, this team is so good. This, I can't guarantee that this is the same next year. I have to give this team a chance to win a title. But if you're going to, Look at the quarterbacks in the range around him. If you're going to trade, you're going to pivot Deshaun Watson for Jordan Love, for Kenny Pickett, for th- those guys. That is not a move that's going to win you a title. And then you're going to end up next year, not that Watson's going to be a big value jump, but that you'd rather have Watson. That's a bunch of who gives a shits. <laughs> that's really what that is. Yep. Adam, I'll, uh, I'll ask you this then, and uh, we'll move on. We'll get some questions in. Um, tearing up Deshaun Watson, right? What are you adding to like a Deshaun Watson to go get a Kyler? All right. So this was in the discord. Somebody said, uh, they got an offer for like Watson in a second. They're like, that's too low. But what about Watson in a first? And they put a poll up and I'm like, to be honest with you, like in a rebuild, I can understand what you're trying to do, but this is still Kyler. Unless that's a top three type pick. It's still Kyler. Like you need to give me more than just a mid first and 24 and Watson to get off of Kyler Murray for me. And this is, and Kyler Murray, Mike, let's talk about that is a, a little bit of a value bump, you know, cause seeing him play and run well, but that's still a kind of a suppressed asset too. So, you know, just think about where Watson is and to the up tier question, Mike, I think the reality is this is where it's going to be tough because people really don't value Watson like shit. It's almost that that's kind of why I'm getting to the point. Mike, you're not going to get a difference maker. I think truthfully, the, the best thing to do is if you have liquidity or other things laying around, like you almost tuck Watson as if you're like putting him in an IR spot, right? And just waiting for the value bump and trying to just go buy a quarterback outright elsewhere. Like some, like, can I get 
Can I send two first? Can I send a first and a second? Can I go get Sam Howell? This, I think this is more of the way I'm probably going to approach it when I need to do that. Uh, Dak Prescott, like Watson in a first. I don't even think that's close enough for me to want to move Dak. <clears throat> no. Just my ass. Nah. I'm, I, well, I'm not doing that. I mean, that could depending on – like even some people might think they wanted to get off Dak and he's playing well enough now in a rebuild maybe. But still, man, these guys are not separated by much in age. It's a year or two between Watson and Dak, so – I doubt that a first even gets it done, frankly, unless it's a pick that has an ins- like an outside chance to get a top three value. I'll give you three quarterbacks I think you could possibly get a first attached to that I would consider down-tiering to, to Watson in the pick. Right? Okay, okay. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Because of the uncertainty. Sam Howell. Because of the uncertainty. And I will throw Jared Goff in there, even though he's playing well. He's kind of disrespected. He's still going to fall in that unsexy range every single year, right? Jared Goff's never going to be considered a top 12 quarterback ever. So, that ship so, has long sailed. So what you're saying here, though, is that you're talking, if you have Goff, if you have Howell, and who was the third? I'm trying to remember. Fields. Fields. If you have these guys, you would consider getting the liquid middle first or whatever and take on the Watson risk because yep. these guys carry their own sets of risks themselves. Yep. Yeah. I could, as a rebuilder, I could definitely see that a little more, right? Like, all right. Worst case scenario for me, right? It's a late first this year that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's back in 24. I'm already rebuilding. I could sell Deshaun Watson for another late first. And now all of a sudden I walked out with two firsts, mm-hmm. essentially, for a Jared Goff, a Justin Fields, a Sam Howell. Win-win. Like, here's the thing. And I, I agree. However, the, the only case I will make about it, like I, I 100% – think that's the process play in that type of a range the the one thing i'll say is that i don't necessarily think it it depends on the league i think in a lot of leagues you'll still be able to get a late first for watson he's playing quarterback you know just scarcity needs I, i could see him almost being like this uh almost russell wilson type where look at the warp it's decent enough. Look at how he's playing. He's got a contract. Like, he's not going anywhere. And people are kind of like, a first. I'm not sending you a first. Like, they just kind of hate They just kind of hate the guy. So, um, I think it's still the right play. I just think that if you have Watson, you're, you're banking on a value bump. And I think you have to be at least considering the fact that there might be, an op- there might be a, a scenario where you just have to hold him even into the year. Like, he's a better hold for a team that – you're just going to play him until there's a right opportunity to sell. Because I think a lot of people are going to put him in a hate group. You know, like, I just don't like this guy at all. Yeah, they already had him there anyways. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, now, you, now he's coming off. The other thing I don't I don't think people are baking in, maybe they are, maybe some are. Like, he, he sat out that year, right, with the Texans, and he had the whole suspended year. Then he played, like, he, he has not played. You, now you're going to have a lot of games he's missing here. He's missed some time this season already. If you think about just quarter, players in general, they you might miss a season. You might miss stuff here and there for injury. How many guys that have – these guys are playing football from the day that they're able to every year playing at high speeds. And one of the things is just progressing and reading stuff and the, the speed of the game. This is a guy that hasn't taken a lot of snaps and thrown a lot of footballs and been in that game setting very much the last several years. And this is more time away. So – uh, it, it, it's a little scary for me with him, but 
frankly, when it gets to the point that he's at, like I, I'm gonna hold, man. He's too talented for me not to hold. You know. I kind of agree with it. I also think it's just kind of an excuse, right? Uh, if you play football, you play football, right? That shit doesn't really leave you. It's kind of like riding a bicycle. I also watched Michael Vick as an Eagles fan, spent three years in federal fucking prison, come hey. back, be a part-time player for a half a year, and then take over and just fucking light the league up and get in the MVP conversation. So well, yeah, that guy not- didn't have any fucking problem. All he was doing was lifting weights and playing basketball. Now, one, Michael Vick is uh, one of the most – ridiculously talented athletes that we've ever seen but but to the point i'm not i'm not actually trying to make an excuse i just think that if you think about it you, michael vick is an example there, there's very few and far between examples that guys have set out that much then you take in the fact that he has i think kind of has like a little bit of tiger woods syndrome although he wasn't as good as tiger woods where it's like now everybody knows this he's meant he's kind of a little mentally in his own way because he knows he's exposed mm-hmm. I, I it just seems like to me i'm not trying to make an excuse for him i'm actually saying more to the fact of like it, it's worrisome to me now that he's sitting, he's missing more time. There's more time in his head to stew around. I just, I'm not telling you I'm not holding him in spots. It's just starting to become where I'm, I'm not at all uh, certain of his production in, in the future at all. Well, I suggest he gets in that fucking playbook. <laughs> Use your time wisely. Stay away from the uh, massage parlors. All right. Go get you an Oculus. You know, play some VR football. I don't give a shit. <laughs> do whatever yes. you need to do to get sharp. Do something, man. Um, because whatever you've been doing is not really working. <laughs> do shit. It's so frustrating, man. I I don't know, Mike. Give me your thoughts. Like, am I crazy? Is this not frustrating? Oh yeah, it's got to be pitiful. I remember how excited you were when Watson uh, signed Super or got sad, traded and then and then oh, signed. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you were like Cleveland's quarterback uh, conundrums finally answered. <laughs> and uh, here we are a few. If there is a place to where you're what looks like a quarterback that is elite. I mean, he was his passing numbers. What he did at that d- during his time in Houston was in rare territory. If there's a quarterback that can look that good and he can come to a place to die, it's here. He it's found Cleveland. It. it is. Or the Jets. Yeah. But even then, Mike, I mean, Cleveland is, is it's just uh, it's a different breed of they can do things that you just can't imagine on the negative end of the spectrum. You know, they That's find true. a way. The, they find a the way. Jet, the Jets, Jets are, are, Jets are close. <laughs> close. Close second. I'll, I don't disagree, but it's not. They had Aaron Rodgers for like six seconds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was uh, pretty because crazy. Because the Jets, you know. He'll, crazy. he'll rush. He'll rush back from this Achilles and take like two snaps and then re tear it. And <laughs> everybody be like, "See, told you, you should have came back so early." <laughs> it's the Jets. It, it's well, it's listen. It's. I'm not telling you the Jets aren't uh, a little curse of their their own. It's just. Uh, here's my point. There's levels to this. How about that? You know, we are. My point I think is we have the number one spot. My point is the general country feels sorry for Cleveland fans. Nobody feels sorry for the Jets except for the fucking Jets. Right. That's, that's I love true. when I get to see Mike Greenberg on fucking TV just crying about his Jets. Like, you did it to yourself. All right. It's New York. Everybody fucking hates you. The Yankees, the Knicks, the Jets, the Giants. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> Nobody likes you. <laughs> Th- now, that's fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> it, New York teams are very, um, you know, you got people that are just fan, but they, they like New York. There's plenty of people that hate New York just because it's New York, right? Teams that are from New York. I'm with you. Speaking no of debate. New York, somebody I know is going to New York. I am. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, getting on a plane, man. Going, <laughs> Actually going to New York. I'll, I'll tell you what, that's how bad Cleveland is, Mike. I'm 
I'm leaving Cleveland to go to New York. <laughs> going from curse number one to curse number two, just a tiny bit of the upgrade. You know, it's a Let's tear go. up, if you will. Let's go. All right, ten team superflex start eight. I'm three and seven, so I'm trying to liquidate some older players. Tay Adams for a mid for a mid to late 2024 first, and Pollard for an early second. It's a pretty fucking shallow league, though. Like these, uh, I don't. I think the Devontae Adam Adams one, yeah, why not? Just re-roll that into something that's useful. The Pollard for the early second just feels like what. What are you getting in a ten-team start eight for an early second in the draft? Like a one, a piece of liquidity, a piece of liquidity, or a chance to draft a running back that maybe has a path to a job. Here, here's 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 the thing. To your point, the Adams one to me is a smash. Now, you you could tell me, okay, if I draft a player and we go into next year, you might rather have Devontae Adams than that player. That's fine. But that type of a pick in a shallow league like this is still. If it's actually a mid, now if it ends up being late, even it maybe not as much. But if it's a mid pick, man, you're not going to make much better pivots than that, right? Because Adams yeah. is getting older. Pollard, though, Mike. Here's the here's the thing about Pollard, where I, I'm with you. It kind of doesn't feel like you're getting enough. But how many contenders are even interested in Tony Pollard? Like part of it is I want to just move Tony Pollard because he's not valuable to either side right now. There's enough people out there still pumping up Tony Pollard. Like, listen, he was started hey. off because of this and that and yada, yada, yada. And there's well, enough people still pushing the bullshit. Okay, there there are. However, to your point, like you've made on uh, 4D with Derrick Henry, who was even still is more valuable, I think, to a contender than Pollard's been so far. But sometimes the offers don't come. And think about this league because it's shallow. There's only nine nine other teams you can trade with. Like it might not. This might be the existing offer that you really get. Like, yeah. there may be people that are just kind of like it's Tony fucking Pollard, man. They they've seen enough to not believe. So, um, I I would love to see if I could get an additional little plus from this Pollard thing if I can. But the reality is too in this type of a league, a lot of times, Mike, you and I will see if we can add a third and add these things in best ball in this format. A lot of those things are kind of absolutely meaningless. So I'll still see if I can get a plus. But Here, Here's a good pivot. So Eric and I did two hours. So check out the America's Game tomorrow. We did two-hour podcast Two today, hours. So. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Two hours of goodness. I, got, I know what I got queued up for the plane ride. But we were doing the, uh, the crystal ball predictions for 2024, right, just going through every single team in the AFC. Here's one thing that came up, Adam, that uh, I hadn't really considered, but I'm going to try doing. So I'll spit you a little free game here. Um, the early second, right? may or may not be enough but here's what i want to do i want to target and this is antithetical to what we usually do mm-hmm. but i want to target these uh these kind of like fringe running backs that aren't doing shit really um so antonio gibson clyde edwards Hilaire, <laughs> like these kind of guys who are going to be free agents next year adam and they can easily wind up in a situation <laughs> where their role changes or they get some some workload. Like we talked a little bit about Antonio Gibson being a free agent and how Cincinnati's backup running backs behind Joe Mixon are garbage and trash. Yeah. What if Gibson were to go to Cincinnati as that Samaj P. Ryan role? You don't think he goes from being fucking dead as shit right now to at least having some value next year? <laughs> sure. Being yeah. a second, for just a random second? This is a dude you can get as a toss-in. Same for, like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, what if he were to get reunited in Cincinnati with uh, Joe Burrow, right, and Jamar Chase? And, like, he's their third down back, that Giovanni Bernard bullshit that they used to like to do back in the day. 
So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at this kind of stuff or look at those kind of guys and like, shit, if this running back's going to be a free agent next year and he's like at least semi serviceable or has been in the past, just bank on a role change. Like, throw that in as your plus. Yeah, I think, uh, now the Gibson one I really like because that's one where there, there might be a little bit of a value bump, but in this league in 10 team, start eight, you're shallow. He, I think, if he actually got a role and there's an injury ahead of him, he's in a different team situation. Like, we've actually seen him, and he's still athletic enough to be meaningful. And he might be somebody I actually care about in this league or close enough where maybe I can trade into something I care about, right? The CEH one would be interesting. I mean, I'm st- I would still do it. If you're telling me you're trying to get little pluses, it's something to do. I, I kind of would be interested in that scenario to see if there is any actual – like, if people actually really give this CEH new opportunity, new role, a value bump, or if they're like, listen, man. Kareem Hunt was one of the best running backs in the game, and he left. They drafted you as a first-round guy, and they, and you just didn't cut it. Like, are you really worth anything? Either way, I mean, whether he ends up giving you trade value or gives you a chance, I, I'm I would looking for yes. little add-ins, so I, I get what you're saying. For 100%. the one simple fact that when Irv Smith went to Cincinnati, I was like, this might be the first year I've ever been on Irv Smith. Now – Fast forward, Irv Smith is still dog shit, and Cincinnati tight ends don't matter. <laughs> now, now here's the thing, because because I like this point. And, and he, while if, if Ceh was coming from a bad situation, like Ceh is coming from the premier situation, so it's like the situation argument kind of feels like, oh, well, this one's going to be mad. Now, to your point, he's going to the situation which, if you were gonna argue upgrade, it's because he did it with Burrow and Chase, and this is the reuniting of the LSU people. But, um. Yeah, be, I'd just be interested. I almost kind of hope it happens. It would just be uh, – I would love to see what the community does. And Burrow's more of a historic check down to running backs quarterback than Patrick Mahomes is. Yep. Um, but uh, let's see. Oh, we I, – I hope that answers the question. For, for me, you're 3-7. and seven. It's a 10-team league, Mike. It's, I, I'm, I'm taking this. Um, I would definitely – you know, I guess Ugly Kid Joe. Um, man, it feels kind of mean, but I like it. Ugly Kid Joe, I would say, if you, I, I don't know, if you if you want to put it, you super chat it. So please put it, if you're still with us, put it down in the comments. Let us know if there's like some uh, options that you think maybe make sense. Or kind of this other, the, the end of this guy's team that he might not care about and would be willing to add in. We'd, ha- we'd happily help, you know, see if I could. I'd like to add an extra piece if that makes sense, if I can. So Even right. if it's dog shit right now. Correct. Yeah. It, you're just trying to acquire something. Uh, let's get to it, man. Look at this. Look at this. Go birds. Another super chat, Mike. Go birds. Go birds. Go, Go birds. birds. Are you? Where's Fizzle at, man? Fizzle, it feels like you and Fizzle are, are ready to go to blows, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, one of us uh, won a bet and the other one lost one. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to drum I'd, it back I'd, up, you know? I'd hide too. <laughs> He is. Tell me he's not hiding. That would be so. Okay, he's here. He's here. Ah, all right. Woo. He's here. Ah, he's, Look who he's, else he's, is here. He's in the building. Who? There's a certain guy in here with a, a basic name. I mean, he's basic. Basic is all can be. There's a lot of them. Which uh, is it? Ty? Derek Brown. Come on. Oh, is Ebro here? Ebro's in the Ebro. building. What's up, Derek? <laughs> Debro. I, I actually hadn't seen the new up the new ones. What's up, shitheads? So out on my timeline, I had to say what's up, up to my guys. D-Bro, man. Um, it was funny, Mike. 
you were putting some stuff on Twitter, um, you know, especially about the Jalen Warren experience. Mm-hmm. And while, you know, I gave him a blow up, you, you saw him play well. There was a, it, I, th- I think that's how X can be. The nature of that app is kind yep. of um, a little bit toxic when you want it to be. And also we just get ahead of ourselves. And you, you put out a good tweet. And I think Debro then also put out a phenomenal tweet. Like I've been pushing the Jalen Warren narrative. But I'm here to tell you, it's let's 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 reel it back into some reasoning here, right? Like right. Najee ain't going away. As good as Jalen Warren's playing, he's not taking over this backfield. Let's while we want to celebrate, he had 100 yards and a TD. Understand, there's a this is still a split backfield, and don't when you get past that, you're probably really projecting something that's not there. So we were a thousand percent clear about this, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Clear. Yes, we were. A thousand percent clear about Jalen Warren. I don't <laughs> hate Jalen Warren. I actually kind of enjoy watching Jalen Warren, right? He's got a little Austin Eckler to him. Now Change it's the number, it's Love the it. size, it's the speed, right? Here's the thing though. Somebody took a tweet or a quote or whatever information they had, and they put it in an article or a headline that said Jalen Warren announced as starter mm-hmm. over Najee Harris before week ten's game. Which was false. Factually, he was incorrect. announced as a starter, but it was a starter over George Pickens. They started Mike two Tomlin. running backs. Yep. They Najee Harris was also announced as a starter. Now the game happened. Jalen Warren scored a touchdown, put up some fantasy points. It was nice. He got about a fifty percent snap share, give or take. Najee Harris still out touched him. All right. Najee Harris also had himself a nice game. Jalen Warren having a nice game or playing 50% of the snaps like Najee did is nothing new, folks. It's happened Mm -hmm. five other times this year. (laughs) It happens. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is don't take one misquoted whatever the fuck that thing was and run with it like Jalen Warren's a starting running back. Najee ain't shit no more. (laughs) That's not what it was meant to be. All right? All I'm saying is if we actually see and we come out next week and Jalen Warren's getting 60 70% 70% of the touches, which would be insane. But if it happened, then by all means, go fucking ballistic. All right. You guys do your victory laps. But I just didn't understand what the fuck we were victory lap. It was dumb. <laughs> it was just dumb. It was bullshit. Somebody put it out there, changed a word, misread it. I don't know what the hell they did. But the whole well, fantasy community is now like, so didn't you hear Jalen Warren's a starter over Najee? But Where? show me. Okay. See, this is though. Um, part of what I'm talking about with X is a lot of people will see a piece of information and read it. And because they don't really go deep enough into the dive, Mike, if you see that, what's your first thought? Oh shit. Jalen Warren's, he was the starter last week. You just see a tweet like that, or, or you see a, um, piece of information, an article without like really, you know, reading it. You just read a headline. You, you make the assumption that's false now, right? What do they say about assumptions? Yeah. They make an ass out of you and me. And, um, you know, contextually, hey. you you there was a piece of information that you didn't have all of that you were pushing, really. Right. And that's how people were upset, too, because I also put the warp stats in there for Jalen Warren, which haven't been good as far as warp. A warp, true warp, didn't matter. Warp-wise, he's <clears> a <throat> RB2-3. But that's not a knock against him either because Najee Harris is – just right below him by like a spot or two. Also, RB2-3 territory. Neither one of them behind that offensive line has really been that effective for us in fantasy. Now, they have some moments, and they're serviceable, 
their running backs on a team that get touches. That's hmm. really about it. We got to see more, but we really do. So yeah, the the one thing um, I'm gonna pull this up here. So when you take out the other position, so when you just Mike, you factor in. Um, we accept, one of the great things about the warp tool, uh, shout out southharmonff.com forward slash warp, is you can filter um, by weeks, right? So in general, the one reason I think I care about this and also have to be truthful about my assessment of the situation, where it's a little bit of like, let's not get carried away with either player. Najee Harris is at least um, like right at 12, 13, depending on the league, if you filter out week seven to 10. And the, the reason I, I'm bringing this up is they have been running the ball better of late. Ooh. And so for, for, for me, like if there was somebody that actually stepped in and took 70%, 65% of the work, like that all of a sudden might be someone down the stretch that would mean something. But however, even, as much as they've both been running well, yeah. if they're still splitting from each other, you're probably looking at a 12, 13 ceiling type when they're running well. So I'm taking notice, but I just wanted to bring that up as far as wins yeah. over replacements, right? It's it's better than it's been in the season total, but in the, if there's not a differentiator as far as who's getting the bulk of the work, I don't know that this offense is good enough to support two warp monsters is the point. So just be, <laughs> just be careful about what you're assessing I did, I did see somebody claiming that they bought low on Najee by sending two seconds for him, and I'm like, uh, I don't want to be that guy to tell you, but that ain't exactly buying low. That's... Listen, buying uh, that market, so. That's right. You just respond <laughs> with, well, you just respond with, well, go, go get your guy. Go get your guy. Get Let him know that's how you uh, you ain't buying low on that, buddy. All right. Oh, this is, uh, listen, man. Let's give a tie. shout out. Tie. Tie. Listen, I like the, the Madden reference here, right? Sending some love to the shitheads. Ty, we appreciate you. Mike's glasses had plus three awareness and plus two clutch rating. That's a, uh, that's the nicest thing I think anyone's ever said about you on this show, Mike. It might be. Might be. You know, I'm, I got a tear. Like a tear. Damn, man, that's. I've never it, been. Not, uh, not that it's not. Not that it's. It, it's. It, I think it's true, actually. Um, the awareness, I would say, like I don't know. The only difference with the awareness, I think it's up, but it's also like it's a, uh, like a microwave. You know, like a setting. If there was that, like you got the microwave thing, because your awareness can be plus three. It can maybe even go plus six, but you could also, when you know, lack of judgment with them glasses on, it could go down in a hurry too. So, <laughs> well, it might be like six overall. You know what I mean? There you go. Oh, that's damn, doubled that's, it up. That's cool. All right. Um, let's see here. Let, let's get to some questions. Uh, let's see what we have in the way of questions. We got a lot today, Mike, uh, before we, as, as I'm pulling these up, was there anything, um, we talked about Watson at a good bit. Is there anything quickly, little little points for you right now that are front of mind, or any, or you just the Watson no. was primarily it? Uh, it's been a good week of content so far for me. Um, Adam, you weren't able to do forty. Our schedules didn't line up this week, but I did it with Seth, uh, so you'll hear that on uh, on Friday. Friday. Yep. Uh, I've just kind of had some epiphanies while you've been gone, so I guess I really haven't got Damn. to share them with you. But talking with Seth, uh, we did we did a C two C pod this week. Let's you know, yeah, like I've been. We, oh yeah, well the, it actually started there, right? Right. Uh, don't, don't, so at least tomorrow, give me at least that. give me credit for the snowball effect that's right. from there. Now to your point, I I've missed four uh, D and you did something else too, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, you did America's did game with that. America's Eric, game, right. two yeah. hours with Eric. So yeah. Sam what are the Howell. epiphanies? What do you got? Sam Howe, Sam Howe, Sam we start, Howe's good. We did that together. We started yes. with the Sam Howe discussion, so at least that part I'm, I'm aware of. I'm hip to that. 
Don't worry, I spent far too long on 4D trying to sell Seth on uh, on Sam Howell. Into Sam Howell. Yeah, for was he was he pretty? Uh, so he was not responsive. He was very. You know. Seth is well. Seth is all in on uh, Sam Howell for a redraft for the rest of the year. He got roasted for a tweet. He listed like six quarterbacks. He said, "This is the end of the list of quarterbacks I would rather have over Sam Howell for redraft the rest of the year." And people oh. fucking blasted him for it. Okay. <laughs> But he wasn't sold on the the dynasty. I'm going. Listen, man. Eric Bieniemy loves this guy. Bieniemy's the coach, or if he stays on as the OC, Sam Howell's got the job, baby. Like this is his. Listen. Shout out Draft to. Will be damned. Shout out to Campus to Canton. Go te- go check out the the deep dive Mike and I did on Sam Howell at the end of the show. Uh, drops tomorrow. The funny part about that is though, Mike, and this is kind of what I said. I think the the great part about buying Sam Howell in dynasty is that he's priced. Where I'm buying, essentially like a Kirk Cousins type before he got hurt. He's he, you're paying the price of the re, you're paying the redraft price really. Like I'm getting him to make a push to win a title, but you also be, you don't have to believe in the long term upside. But what's also attached is the ability that if he plays very well like this, although it's not a lot because of his draft capital and a total change of the whole culture and everything at that team, they may they may still give him the job there because he's been so good and if he plays this well for the rest of the season and they want to come in and get their new guy in there and all that guess what Kirk Cousins was a quarterback that had that situation left and still gave you values you telling me Sam Howell finishes the year strong enough that nobody else wants him Carson Wentz is hasn't been on a roster all year and is probably going to play like there is quarterback need everywhere so Sam Howell also has for the contender price that you're paying you have upside for a future down the road too even if you don't believe. Yeah, and then the America's Game, the thing we were talking about with the running backs, uh, looking at 24, massive situation changes for some of these guys can increase their value from nothing. We hate them right now. Mm-hmm. They're not even worth a third to all of a sudden people are like, oh, that's second, right? That's how you get like the Kyron Williams and Jerome Fords of the world where uh, like some of these dudes were waiver wire fodder at one point. But as for them now, you're not fucking competing. Perfect thing to score you points. You just get them as throw-ins. So big situation shades. That's kind of been one. And then the Nico Collins thing for me. Listen, I think Nico's awesome. He looks like an Adonis. He's had some huge moments. Warp-wise, he's great, right? Uh, I know he went to Michigan, the whole thing. Adam, you probably hate him because he's uh, played for that team up north. But here's the thing, man. CJ Stroud is so fucking good. I understand that Tank Dell is a lot better than I gave him credit for for the longest time. Uh, I kind of had the epiphany with Eric last week that I don't really give a shit about size no more. I'm not going to be a size, speed, fucking snob. You're not going to be the size snob you once were? Okay. But here's the thing that I have have, uh, apprehension about Nico Collins. I just watched Noah Brown come out and have two massive weeks. And I'm convinced Noah Brown sucks. <laughs> you well, yeah, we were very, we were on very different pages two weeks in a row when the starts hit, right? So that just opened up this whole thing. Like maybe Nico's not as good as I thought he was. Well, <laughs> maybe okay. CJ Stroud is just that good. He makes Noah Brown, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz. Maybe he's the one who makes these guys good. And if that's the case. Why the hell don't I go try to move some Nico shares while his value is at a, an all-time high? Okay. All right. Because this is to the point of Tank Dell and Nico Collins. And I guess this whole thing is a, is a, is a general a, a situation approach. I think what you have to realize, Tank Dell, what we don't have is information in the NFL before 
without CJ Stroud, right? So Tank Dell's profile is going to be in his rookie season boosted because of this, right? So, and the other thing is that asset, not just having that fresh and good start, but Mike, he has as a rookie three more years where he's going to be very locked in and likely to play for the Houston Texans. So to this point, what you, what I think is a hundred percent clear. And, and if it's not, you should be listening right now to this closely. I want to be attached to CJ Stroud. All these other, other players, Nico Collins, guys that had moments maybe at best that were not considered much thriving. Noah Brown has thrived. I'm, Mike literally has thrived two weeks in a row. Okay. So if I can be attached to this offense, I like that. But think about Nico Collins is next year is the last year of his rookie deal. And if they have other competent players that CJ Stroud can rise that give you the same thing, why are they going to extend him? And if he goes elsewhere, what will happen to Nico Collins, right? That's that's they, a big thing. And they, they, there's not even a guarantee next year, Mike, that he's going to carve out a sizable workload in that team. That draft pick now that they have from Cleveland is going to look really good. Um, it's going to be a fairly high one. And uh, he, here's the thing, Adam. They have a shit ton of cap space, a shit ton of cap space. Correct. And you're going to have probably a T. Higgins out on the market, if not a Mike Evans. Uh, talk about a Houston reunion, right? Like a Mike Evans with C.J. Stroud would look very good. I'm with the Nico. Bro, almost, They're both going to get a bunch of touches. Yeah, go ahead. Nico almost could become an expendable asset who just kind of fades off in the sunset. And we'll all be like, hey, you remember that one year Nico Collins had, 2023? <laughs> That was pretty cool, right? Where's he at now? He's doing nothing. So, just saying. Yeah, it's just a um, – I, I think with Nico Collins, and part of the reason – well, I was excited, Mike, and you're, you're, we do the talk We do the talk about Mike Evans. If Nico carved out the 1B role, uh, if what his production was for the first – the start of the year was continuing and he was looking like the alpha of the bunch that they had there, I even make the case then, like, okay, maybe he's going to carve out that 1B they, they, they lock him up for something reasonable. They don't, you know, reset the market or anything crazy with Nico. And you have the young guy that comes in, aside from him, right? These are their two primary weapons. What we're seeing, though, is that C.J. Stroud's so good and can uh, sling the ball around to anybody that makes you start wondering, okay, you think about the profile, you think about the slow start to his career, you think about the lack of draft capital, the lack of guaranteed he has attachment to this team. Yeah. And this is where in, in, in rebuilds, Mike, we talk about this last week on 4D. I think we get it's easy. We all do. We get bought into what's happening right now in front of us because we're watching it. It's exciting. This is why I am a little more aggressive. Mike is a little more aggressive than you probably like to hear on some of these cells, even when they're playing well. It's you have to assess what the downside could be, right? And when you do that and you get out for you know any first, and you're like, man, this is going to be a guy attached to the CJ Stroud. I want that. Well, okay, I hear you. Maybe that's true, but that's the upside. What's the downside? And I think a lot of times you find out when it's too late, when the value starts to come down, you're like, oh, man, I w- okay, now what can I move Nico for? A lot of them offers might not be there anymore. And that's why I'm yeah. trying to you know, uh, exit out a lot of these assets in that 90% window. I did move one. Uh, I don't have too many Nico Collins shares, but I did move one uh, this week. So... I already mm-hmm. got that done. And I got I got a guy that you hate too, Adam, so it's just perfect. What do we got? Debo? <laughs> I got uh I sent away Nico Collins. I got Jordan Love back and Logan Thomas in a best ball league. 
I needed Ge- another quarterback. Geist, uh, here. I will. I promise you I'm going to answer this question, but uh, I saw a Jordan Love comment that we already touched on that i got to answer, Dr. B. Harris. How do I trade away Watson for Love? You, you don't. don't. <laughs> what are we adding to either side to get it done? Whatever it takes to get the Watson side. It, I'd say this. Love has not been what you were probably hoping for, and he's, he's shown enough downside. I don't – it's anything's possible. I don't think Green Bay extends him. I don't think it's certain for him to play anywhere next year. He probably is a first round pick. Will get opportunities, but I see. I could see a scenario where he becomes more like these other first round players that may you know have starts here and there, but don't have a guaranteed job and no long term future. Um, Watson, whether you like him or not, and uh, there's reasons not to. If you've seen the contract, it's uh, he's he's going to be a starter somewhere. I would rather have Watson here personally. Um, I don't hate. I don't hate Love. I'm I'm not as down on him as Adam is, but nothing is guaranteed with this guy. And I think you need to put that in perspective. And if you're going to tell me who's the starting quarterback in 2024, like who's the dude going into the season, it's going to be Deshaun Watson. It's not going to be Jordan Love that I I would put my chips on, right? (laughs) Like I know Deshaun Watson with that contract starting for Cleveland in 2024. I can't tell you if Jordan Love is going to be the Packers quarterback or not. The, the Browns, right or wrong, whether they want it, they have no other options. The, the, for the first gone, the, the, this is all in on him, and he will be their uh, their starter for sure. All right, so get back to this guy's question. All right, where are we at? Let's see if we can rapid rapid fire through some of these, Mike. Ooh, would you trade? Would you trade Deshaun Watson or Bryce one for one for Sam Howell on an aging contender? I traded Sam Howell away for Bryce. <laughs> To get, and you got a third though. Don't don't leave I that out. You have. It's funny. You. It's fe- it's funny. Mike and I. You know, we have discussions. Not not. We used to do this all the time. Now we're very much. We know what the other person is going to say, or we're just on the same page. We'll still have these DMs or text messages. Would you do this? Would you do that? When you sent me that question, Mike, and I was like, yeah, I'd like to see if I get a little more on the bright side. I didn't know you'd be out here. You know, getting that extra piece from Jag. I'm like, damn. <laughs> That was Jack. That was Jack. That was well done. Um, got the extra third on top of it too. I'd say on an aging contender, Mike. For me, I I I would pivot to Sam Howell here because it's not a certainty that Sam Howell has a future. Okay, so you're like Adam. You just said this about Jordan Love. The difference is what Sam Howell is smashing. He's somebody that could be a difference maker for a contending team. So. I think if it's an aging contender and you're like by reading that, Mike, the way I view this is this is I want to win now anyway. And my window may not be that big to win with this team still. Sam Howell, you may not like this trade and what you're viewing of value and all that. This gives me a chance to maximize my window with this aging contender. That's why I would do this. (laughs) The the worst part about that trade that I made it today and I asked you and I had to go back and forth. I needed help. Uh, you weren't around to give me the help. You didn't answer in time, so I just hit the button, hit the accept. But listen, I'm not panicked on Bryce. Uh, still a rookie quarterback, so I'm like, I'm good. I'm not going to panic on a guy who is the number one overall pick, and I've seen play as well as he did in college. And he's had moments in the NFL so far. Yeah. Sam Howell's awesome, and I love him. And I had the epiphany that this dude's going to be the starting quarterback for Washington next year. Like, fight me. He is really good, and he's playing extremely well. And I have him on a contender, and he's helped me be a contender. But here's the thing. I go to Sam Howell, like, as an up-tier candidate. With Sam Howell as an up-tier candidate, some people laugh you out of the building. Like, fucking fifth-round pick Sam Howell? Fuck out of here. Plays for Washington. Mm -hmm. I go with Bryce Young, even as bad as it's been at times this year. 
people are like, oh, I'll entertain that, right? He's the number one overall pick. He's only a rookie, right? There's a lot more people on that side of the thinking than there are Sam Howell's going to be the starting quarterback and really good for the next couple of years for Washington. So that was the reason to pull the trigger. And plus, I think it's like my QB. Sam Howell was my QB three because I have two other really superstar quarterbacks in a best ball league. So I can kind of afford to have a little bit of a luxury at the quarterback position for the three spot. That context to me there makes it makes it. Uh, I understand it more. I would say this because I agree with the point you make. To me, the reason I would say I'll take Howell um, on an aging contender not having any other context than this yes. is I think that the reality is Watson now is definitely out of that conversation, right? Like Watson's out of this conversation. So if it's Watson for how I'll take that, even if you tell me it's Bryce, I agree that if you're talking about these two assets and the opportunity to tear up, Bryce is going to give you a better chance. I just, now I'm kind of of the mindset outside of league specific scenarios. I don't think that either one necessarily gets done. Yeah. Now you, you know, I'm in that league. You're in that league. We know a lot of the people there. You, you, you think that you can make that type of a trade. I, I get exactly what you're saying. But for me, when I just think about this question as a whole, I think you have to now make another move and find the right person for Bryce. I think Sam Howell for the rest of the year has a chance to be someone that really helps a team that's aging win. Yep, I'm with you. I, I don't disagree at all, and that's why it was so tough for me to even do it with a third attached. Like, I made him put something else on that fucking deal. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> Jag wants to contend. I'm contending. He's trying to get a contending piece off of me at quarterback and go down to Bryce Young. I'm like, you got to add, son. <laughs> Which is nuts. Add to it, yeah. If you would have said at the beginning of the year, hey, Sam Howell, you got to get him for what was the 103-104 rookie pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's his price now. What the fuck are you talking about? What the Sam hell? Howell. All right, here you go. Uh, Gino or Watson, straight up, 10-team, super flex, start 11, tight end premium. If I'm not competing, like, don't need to fill my super flex spot, this is Watson. Fuck out of here, Gino. I, now, so, Robert, let me let me say this. The 10-team the part of it, I would say in 12-team, honestly, I'm taking <laughs> Watson um, because it's just I, – I think about Gino, and I think last year you saw what was his – high-end ceiling and this year he's not playing like that for teams as far as the contending side and now you're probably because of that getting to the window eviscerating pretty quick a lot quicker as far as you know him even having necessarily a guaranteed job he, he, he's gonna hang around the league for a while he's a, he's a veteran now but in 10 team especially because Gino's not making a difference in 12 team he's definitely not part of a part of a difference making um, piece on a 10 team so I, I want Watson here. The only the only caveat would be, let's say your start 11 team and 10 team is like really, really good. You have a bunch of skill players, really good receivers, and you're just trying to say, listen, I need something, and this is what I can get to fill that last super flex spot. I'm not trying to win there. I don't need wins over replacement. I just need a body that doesn't get me losing. Or I'm not losing that too much, right, so that the other people can flourish and you know have me still win a title. That would be the, the one scenario where I'd maybe take Geno, but – um, I, I want Watson, I think, here more often than not. Yep, Watson. All right, let's see. We had a like we had a good one here. I'm trying to find it. So many questions. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep pulling them up as I see them because I, I can't pinpoint it. As yet. I as Mike, I, I can uh, deal live on air. Imagine oh, that. well, here well, quickly, Cody says, Mike, I can only get so erect. Do not tempt me with Mike Evans in H time. It just feels right, don't it, Cody? It just feels right. Mike Evans goes back. C.J. Stroud, Mike Evans, Houston. Oh my God, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. 
I'd be a little tank Dell can keep doing what he's been doing. <laughs> Noah Brown's going to end up getting like a eight, nine, ten million dollar contract from somebody else, and Houston's going to go like, "Best of luck to you. Enjoy uh, Cedric Wilson 2.0, fuckers." Mike, man, Mike is uh, Mike is Mike to the end. I fucking love it. Um, okay, so let's see. Join late apologies. Another Watson question. Okay, that's don't be apologetic. It's the thumbnail. You ask as many as you'd like. Twelve team superflex, uh, full PPR rebuilder. Trade Dak for Watson late second Shahid. No, nope. Well, no. I mean no. the other thing is, um, even no. in best ball. I, best ball, I would maybe like be a little nope. more open to the nope. idea. Not not this specific trade. The idea of taking nope. Watson and pieces back. Yeah, absolutely, I would be. Um, but to this point, like this level of pieces, Shahid in the late second. Now nah, we're not even close to having this conversation. No. Nope. Yeah, I'll not take. I'll, I'll definitely get off of Dak in a rebuilding team for Watson and pluses. But we're not in the range of pluses, and we're not close to the value of like we're having i'll have the conversation with you but it's got to be significantly north of a late second in shahid no thank you shahid mm-hmm. could be worthless on a rebuild next year he his role is not guaranteed anywhere the, the whole thing with him is very year-to-year dependent and a late second like i like a late second on a rebuild but not in the difference in dak and watson not even close so <clears throat> you got i would say uh Bargustis, you have some if you want to make this move if you're if you're willing to go from dak to watson the plus has got to come up significantly or you got to get a lot more or something like more, uh, more quantity or higher up the ladder. Right. A first. There you go. I mean, if you get a, if you get a first, I'm in, if you get Mike, let me ask you, would you take a second and a nope. receiver? That's actually pretty valuable in a, in a, well, actually this is, is this a lineup or best ball too? That's the other thing I'm thinking best ball right now. If this is, if this is lineup, it's gotta be a first. Yeah. You gotta go up the ladder. I'm not taking the quantity then. Sorry about that. Nope. Burgesses. So we had lineup league. I want a first, or I'll just hold on to Dak. Uh, let's see. Best ball was on my mind. Okay, here it is. This one's interesting, Mike, and I'm going to – I hope I don't, but I will. Daniel Walker. Uh, lo- love Daniel Walker. He's he, you know, in our comments all the time. Appreciate you tapping in. How is no one talking about the future? Walker. Johnny Walker. And I, I got some Johnny Walker back there. I might have to go get some. Um, how is n- yeah, a little black label. Um, how is no one talking about the future of John Mechie? Thinking back to Bam, I feel like he gets his sea legs under him. Super late 20. 20- <laughs> I thought this died. You remember when I got Mike. roasted because I said I'd take a third for John Mechie on a trade show in like the summer <laughs> and I had to like fight off the hordes of John Mechie truthers? <laughs> and here we are. We're I was 10 weeks into the season, and I'm like, huh, imagine that. I was right about John Mechie, huh? Well, here, he would have rather had that third, huh? Well, here, here's the thing, all right? Son of a bitch. What's, what's actually amazing about this question, and uh, Daniel, I know a lot of questions you ask are ones that are thought-provoking and good ones, but around here, and you know this, um, we, we tell you how it fucking is, and this is the opposite of that, where it's, this is a guy that has a – we just talked about nobody in front. There's no one in his way that has draft capital or a guarantee um, of, of playing time. And CJ Stroud is making them all flourish, thrive, look good at moments. John Mechie has played now in every game, but week one. Okay. 
and his snap share. So he's able to get on the field for the most part in the 15 to 20% range. And of those snaps, he's not really doing shit with them. So if you're in a situation where you're playing with a quarterback that's elevating the entire team and you can't get on the field and when you're on, you're not doing anything to show that there's a possibility that you separate, what is going to make his value any better? They have picks and things they can do to make the, the situation and position deeper next year. The, John Mechie is, to me, um, it's, it's, it's dead. Like I, It's dead for me, personally. It's over, man. Yeah. I'm worried about Nico Collins, who's actually fucking produced this year, <laughs> like falling off. He's like, I give a shit about a guy who's been just as shitty, if not shittier, than Jamison Williams this year. <laughs> Another Worse. Alabama wide receiver. Like, that helmet carries weight, though, don't it? Right? Just that Alabama, you put the fucking number and the crimson and white on the helmet, and you do anything at Alabama, all of a sudden you're going to be a star in the NFL, right? Mechie, though, yeah, I guess to your, yes. The, Mechie had a name because of playing for Alabama. And that name, you know, because there's not really other names that warrant like, oh, this is a guy that could be the guy for Houston. People still want to, you know, have their oh, uh, their dream, you know, their dream. You, the Mechie you remember dream. back when Jaleel Billingsley was a top tight end prospect? Yeah, that uh, was cute and fun, wasn't it? I mean, I do. Um, I do. <laughs> it's it's not very memorable, but I do. I do. You know when I had to do my uh, rookie rankings, right? And somebody had them auto populated on our list. I had to like triple check that this some bitch was actually going to be in the NFL draft and it wasn't still in college because <laughs> you hadn't heard anything about him. And yes, he was eligible for the NFL draft. And yes, he didn't get drafted. Nobody gave a shit. Sorry. No one cared that he played at well, Alabama at one point. How about sorry, not sorry? Um, I'm sure you guys have already said what you're willing to sell Deshaun for, specifically in a 12-team PPR start 10 uh, with six IDPs. IDPs, so, let's go. All right, so Caleb, uh, what, what we talked about earlier in the show, everyone um, you know, go back and listen to other, other discussions we had. We'll hit on this quickly. Is um, For me, by and large – We'll talk about what we will sell for, but by and large, the takeaways that Mike and I had were Deshaun Watson is going to start next year and still as gross as it is, has value to a team next year. And so a lot of times the pivots that you can sell for, especially when you need a quarterback, they're not probably going to help you win a title. So more often than not, I I don't think he's the best sell candidate, truthfully. Um, But if you were going to sell, Mike, so let's play the game. If you were going to sell, what does the offer have to look like in this format to make you say, okay, maybe it's worth just taking the, the offer today? What would it have to look like? Yeah, like um, well, he's asking specifically in this format. 12 team, start 10. And you got the IDPs to boost up some of the values. With the IDPs, I would say two seconds would have me peaked in interest. Okay. Right, for really? draft capital. Yeah. Okay. Could I get like a throw-in quarterback back? Give me a uh, give us some names, some ideas, because I think the, the at this point what people what really people matter, might view them as are different, totally different, right? I, well, I'm a lot more interested in lineup leagues as uh, just rostering some of these backup quarterbacks because we quarterback see three types. Guys. Yeah, yeah these, well, these dudes just come out of nowhere, right? Josh Dobbs has got value. Gardner Minshew's got value. Shit, Carson Wentz was dead till a couple weeks ago, and now he's got value. Dorian Thompson Robinson. It was like, oh, that Ravens game was horrible. Now he's a fucking starting quarterback for the Browns for the foreseeable future. So just give me a quarterback back, like some dude who's got a backup job somewhere. 
Mike White, Skylar Thompson. How about a couple of Miami guys right there? Goodness, I didn't realize he was going to go that low. Wow, that's a Cody. Two seconds because it's IDP, so you might be able to get snag one of them defensive ends or linebackers in this class. Plus, second round pick is what it is. So okay, I think um, or first generically. How about that? I was going to say I think I the IDP thing for me is like we play in uh, one league. Mike created the IDPs at the high end are and just in general are are crazy valuable because of the scoring, right? I think in a lot of the scoring, it, when it's still only like the four to six range, it doesn't mean it's always this way. Just generically, a lot of times I look at the warp and it's not something that really makes gives me a bunch of boost. To your point, I agree. It does give a boost no matter if it's generic scoring or there's a little bit of boost to the IDP positions, the defensive players. I, I would say, though, in a start 10 league, this is still one of those where um, I will probably make a pivot to a, you know, a Minshew type at two seconds if that's – uh, something that I can maybe re-roll now Minshew on a rebuilder, right? If I can do something like this, maybe I would do that. O- overall, though, in start 10 leagues, like I'd rather try to wait till Watson comes back and see if I could sell him at a point where he's healthy into a team for a more of a first range. To your point, if I can get a real first out, I w- I'd be okay. Because in the start 10 leagues, a lot of times, it's <laughs> these quarterbacks are hard to find that aren't just the you know, the turdy types. I want the turdy types, the Brock turdy types, right, for quarterback threes. But uh, outside of that, like, they just don't move the needle. So it's hard to get those guys in this type of a format. I, I, I'm in for the first. The two seconds, maybe if I get the right quarterback back. But by and large, I think um, if I can't get roughly more of that first range, I'd rather just hold. That's fair. Ooh, Zach hit the super chat. Look at that guy. Whoa. For real? Oh, and... Dude, I needed this. Come on. Let's get Mike. Pour up, baby. Let's do it. Shot time. That guy. I needed a, and, you know, I'm sitting here needing a refill anyway, so. And when it comes to IDP too, like trust trust Zach's advice. All right. Except for in shit IDP 101 because that's so weird in scoring for everybody. Zach's got no clue what the fuck's going on. And that's why Cheers. he's in that league. Cheers, Zach. Cheers to, um, you know, shit. The shit bird that you are. We love you. Shot time. Cheers for the shot. I'll say uh, here, I'll put your next comment up to help us out. Where do you fall on the question that we just answered in the IDP? Give us your take. Give us the the Zachary opinion. I'll put it up on the screen. Well, it's easy. It's like he already put it up there. Oh, You're did right? he? Okay. Yeah. The start, he's already there. Damn. Start 10 IDP has no value and shouldn't be taken into consideration for pick value. Boom. See, I'll tell you one thing. I don't, I don't know a lot about IDP. I won't try to pretend that I do, but this... I happen to be right on, <laughs> so um, I'm not even going to call that I won. I just think that that that's just what I've looked at at warp charts. I don't know. I don't know shit about the players very much. I don't. My IDP shit IDP league is my team is garbage. I have a lot of work to do. That's a different breed, though. That that's is, why I but, give Zach a pass as the IDP savant. Yes. I give him a pass because that's a different breed, and only certain people, you know, can build successful teams right out the gate, like yours truly in that league. It takes a uh, truly fucked up individual to be that that on ball on the point. Now, so uh, I would just say in IDP, I don't have a lot of the understanding of the IDP players and the debt, like the trading. I just know that in warp, a lot of times they're not much in value, so you can replace. It them takes later. a fucked up individual to sit in a startup draft with these offensive skill players on there and just keep pulling the trigger on all these defensive events. <laughs> oh yeah, early, early. J.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, <laughs> Joey Bosa, <laughs> Khalil Mack. We just keep hammering them. Let's go, boys. 
here's here's a uh, question that I'm just very the fact that there's a I'm just I just want to read it. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Is Watson possibly the most take locked player in recent memory? How much longer does he need to not do anything worthwhile of a QB one before people finally leave his ass in the dust? Are we close? Well, I mean, I guess I would say what's weird about this question is I think that the majority of the community has already done that. Like he he's been left in the been dust, there right? For a while. But, like, but he's definitely there now, but he's kind of been trending that way for a minute. T Rex kind of a salty Ravens fan, so it's okay. I well, I guess I'm just like, kind of curious. What I'm just curious what brought this on. Is it is it sim- is it simply just the fanhood? Is it the yes? Yeah. You know what this feels like. Yeah. This feels like. Speaking of take lock, this feels like Mike with the Purdy thing. Like you know, it's gonna take a cold fucking day in hell, like a day that doesn't exist in hell for Mike to be like, hey. Y'all motherfuckers got me. Brock Purdy's a difference maker. Like, yeah. we all know that ain't coming. You, if you if you tune in to well, the recap shows, true either. <laughs> no, no, I know. But I'm saying if you tune into the recap shows after Brock Purdy has you know one good game, and you really thought you're gonna sit and wait till the 49ers come, and you listen, and Mike's gonna just gush over Brock Purdy, you haven't tuned in very long. You you don't really understand how the game works, and I guess to me. I, early on, it caught me a little off guard, and you start to realize, like, this is just Mike doing his thing. And this catches me off guard because I'm like, I didn't realize he hated Watson this bad from the beginning. And so now it makes sense. As soon as he became a Brown, he hates him. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is just Brock a fandom Purdy, thing, you know? Brock Purdy's actually actively cost me money this year, too, right? I had to send Cody Smith $120 fucking Evan Stewart Texas A&M jersey. And now I get emails all the time from the Texas A&M shop. Like, would you like to come back? Fuck no, your team's garbage. I don't want to buy anything. (laughs) I hate you. Do you still have Johnny Manziel jerseys and and fucking Mike Evans? Because other than that, I'm out. Well, you can find them Johnny Manziel jerseys on On, eBay. You can find them on pretty – you can find them at the uh, Teardown store, you know, the discounted um, places. Well, he's Uh, probably hard up for money too. So you might actually get like Johnny Manziel's like official (laughs) – like game jersey. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. Like he's he, he had hanging in his den at one point. I, I guess the, the the only thing I actually am curious on. I I mean, listen, if you want to go back to Rock and listen to my takes recently, I've told you I don't think there's any guarantee of anything. I'm not telling you Watson's going to be great, but like at what his cost is. I guess what makes me the hardest part for me to understand about this question is Mike where his cost is and where he's valued. Right. So he's already kind of left in the dust, in my opinion. One. And then yeah, two, if you were to try to say, and when you when you really factor that in, which is kind of his point, like we he think I, I think you're acting as if T Rock like Watson's values at the old summer price, because where he's currently yeah. valued, if you if you talk about the players in the range that he's at now, Mike, if I was going to bet on someone in that range actually getting back to quarterback one, it's still Watson. You're spending a lot of time explaining to somebody who probably came in late and didn't hear the first part. So that's I'm just I'm just saying this question. Dirty. I'm just saying this question, T-Rock, I love you, but like I don't – I guess I just don't understand where you're coming from other than you are a Ravens fan, so I'll give you that. Um, I got I, you. I made I it just, simple. <laughs> I, I don't know. I keep reading it, and I'm not clear on how the hell you get here. Um, T-Rock, come, come at me, man. I want to hear you come at me. All right, here we go. Now, see, and you know what? Now I know it was out of anger. There wasn't an eggplant emoji, which means he did that hastily. Uh, the – the way Mike hates Brock is the same way I hate Watson. No cap. Fair enough. We'll take it. There you go. I can, that I can allow. I'm sure the rookie drafts for IDP are insane. For our league, it is. I don't know for about the league that they're like 
six IDP leagues, I don't know how those things go. Yeah, for the leagues where they're actually more meaningful and juice scoring, it's going to be a, a true what do shit we, show. We start like 11, 12 on the IDP side in that league. I, I think we start 25 juice. total players. So it's I think it's 13 offense and 12 defense. 13 and 12? It's yeah. a lot of players, and it's a best ball league, 65 roster spots. Like IDP point- dudes go in the first round in the top five. I think I took Will Anderson last year in the mm-hmm. top four or five. Something like you that. had one pick in front of me, I remember. I knew. It was one of those where, like, because I know you, a lot of people be like, oh, man, I got sniped on Will Anderson. I knew. Like, I'm already looking at the rest of the board because I yeah. knew I wasn't getting them. You, <laughs> you, know? just, next, you just cross yeah. them off the fucking list, right? Yep. This guy here is dead. We'll cross him off then. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Cleveland. That's what you should do to make your sorrows go away, right? Just go watch some Major League tonight, Adam. You know, Mike, honestly, that makes me more sad wow, because Mike. can I tell you why? Like, it's going to be fun, and then I'm going to realize like how far I have to go back in time to feel like you know Cleveland's relevant. Because, Mike, here's the thing. I'm, where I'm going is uh, I'm going to BDGE again, by the way, for everyone that wants listening cares. And when I go there, Mike, the first time I had a blast there, and I learned a lot that's helped, you know, us continue to make content and stuff but one thing that's, that happened to me there it, where i really like started to realize like yeah i'm getting old man you know like it kind of s- actually hits you like he has a lot of the younger guys like nick's right around my, my age he's a little little younger he's 30 but a lot of the interns and guys he has working under him are in that you know early 20s mid 20s and you're just yeah. kind of sitting there for the first hour or two kind of like damn like i think i'm not that I'm not relating, but like I can just tell like the the lingo the lingo they're using, the way everything's going. Like, they say like yeah, man, I'm 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 not move. I don't move like these guys anymore. Like I'm I'm old, ain't I? Fuck, man. They they're probably looking at me like, that. look at this guy. He's losing his hair. He's old. He, he's fucking. You know, he's just old school. And I'm like, they call you like an it op, hit me. Bro. You know, <laughs> you an op, bro. You an op, you bro. Bugging. Yeah. Well, they didn't tell me that. You know, to my oh, face, okay. but they probably said it behind my back or, you know, when I left to go to the bathroom. Or something. I only know this shit because I have teenage daughters. That's it. You know, Mike, you, you get the wavelength. The point is, um, yeah. as much as Major League Cool, <laughs> it, it reminds bruh. me of, bruh. They, that, uh, you an op, bruh. You an that, op. Uh, that, that dude on TikTok's funny as hell, man. <laughs> he is funny as hell. Like, some of, some of his stuff is just crazy funny. I love it. All right. I love it. All right. So, let's, um, in general, oh, we already got this up here. Come on, y'all. Get a like for each thumb you have. If you only have one, I guess it's okay. If you get three, get with the program. Appreciate the uh Listen, I uh, I taught my six-year-old up, daughter uh, cap and no cap the other day. So that's how successful I am. I will say. It, she almost got murdered because of it. But I took, the, I took the bullet. I was like, that was my fault. My wife told her if she didn't get her jammies on, she was going to be grounded. And my daughter looks at her and goes, Mom, that's Cap. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Interesting, because the context there that you just gave was not what I was going to say. But I was going to say the only problem with this is when Mike is the one explaining to you what Cap and no Cap means. Like, I could see bad, unfortunate things happening it down the be. road. I, but I, I was it. not envisioning it coming from mom, but, um, you know, I I envisioned somewhere it being either used incorrectly or a lack of understanding or saying it to the wrong person. I guess oh, technically guys, like it still happened. Gene got me, man. I listened yeah. to them. I listened to They got me. I understand now. I know what is going on in the streets. Cap or no cap. Uh, all right, let's see. T-Rock's back. Guys, I'm but... not talking about you being take locked i was talking about the community as a whole a lot of experts all have watson far ahead of guys like fields dag Hyland. i just don't get it okay yeah if they 
I mean, if, if, if experts still are saying this in anywhere, I mean, they can still call themselves experts or they have whatever they, whatever accreditation, you know, whatever they fucking have that says they're an expert, but it's not worth listening to them. Put those quotes around the experts, I guess. It's like, it's much like, uh, you know, Billy the Puppet told Mike in air quotes, dynasty expert. I don't consider myself an expert by the way, but I do have one shirt that says expert, but then right below it says fantasy football trash talker, which I am an expert in. That's fair. When when Mike That's and I first no cap. well when Mike and I, I was just gonna say it's no cap because when Mike and I first met it was in the the, the Discord it. together and I remember like Mike and I had some a few times where we were you know causing ruckus we had different opinions than the entire rest of the place right it's kind of what brought us together however Mike had a I will say let me describe it this way Mike had a unique ability to both pose enough you know uh, being a thorn in people's side like being enough of someone that stood against a lot of the people making claims, having a good take, but also saying it in a brash enough way that through text, if you don't know him, like, damn, like this dude is okay. This dude's coming in here causing a true shit storm. So to the point, he's a, he's a, he's an expert trash talker. That's no cap. Other, another Mike plug is that, uh, the elite gif using in the moments, like, Right, like not that you got to go find it, take a couple of minutes, come back when in the moment, bang, there's the gift that draws the point, takes the point home. You know, I'm not going to give Mike too much. Uh, I'm not going to give Mike too much. Well, those are definitely flowing, but that I would be no cap if I didn't. That would be no cap. Yeah, (laughs) those are my only two strong suits. I put them down on my resume as well. Right, I said my gift game is (laughs) bussing. See, and that's exactly what I mean. The young kids would be like, "Bussin, what's wrong with this guy?" See, traded, traded Jay, Cook, tra- traded Jay Cook and Hunt for a mid to early twenty-four second. Uh, I'm trying to read through the typos. Twelve team start nine super flex. That's probably fair. Start nine. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Maybe Cook's probably worth a little bit more than that. Cream Hunt's a fill-in running back who has some value even in a start nine. But I, that's what I was just gonna say. To me, like. Uh, the Cook's already basically there, and I like actually selling Cook probably for this pick, start nine. Like I'm, I don't have to have a guy like Cook on in this type of a thing. It feels like you kind of ended up just uh, helping get them a better value with adding Hunt to the mix. But the thing about Hunt is, Mike, to your point, he does have he carries some value just because he's a running back that has a role. Yeah. But with this offense fine. coming down, like I, I also don't know that independently you can really sell Hunt for a lot straight up. So. Um, nah. I would have liked to have gotten maybe something a little better, but frankly, this is probably a, a heady move uh, in the right situation. So I do think James Cook, um, just looking at it with Eric today, is going to be the running back in 2024 for the Buffalo Bills. Now, they're not going to be able to bring in a lot of competition outside of them doing something crazy and drafting a guy in the uh, early rounds like for that competition, but it's going to be a lot of the same shit for James Cook competition. It's going to be those garbage bin uh, scrap heap types because they don't have a lot of cap room and they don't have a lot of outs to get the cap room to, you know, bring in a Saquon like always is rumored for fucking Buffalo for the last three years, it seems like. I mean, um, I think, Barcustus, uh, I like this, man. There's a lot of chat about, you know, experts and air quotes and all that. Those experts don't have the 40 strats like the quarterback horde, man. You know, I'm no, not uh, Bush League. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not an expert. All I know is when Mike gets into a you know a league full of I won't even say full of experts, but with a few experts uh, in a Stopa, all of a sudden you know he's 
shutting down Twitter. He he, he started. He he started. He started the fantasy football season, y'all. It's not even QE horn either. It wasn't even my fault. <laughs> That's the thing. Mike is such an elite trash talker, and he gets in such battles with people that they start putting stuff on him and pegging stuff on him that he didn't even do. You know, they just he gets him in, he gets people in their feels, man. He gets them in their feels. I love it. Superflex start it. eleven lineup. Which tier of wide receiver could I target with a mid to late twenty four first? Mm. Ooh. I like this question. Jade up. It's kind of a gross tier to target, actually, because it's all like the same dudes. Ooh. Mid to late, Adam. Just a single one. Wanna go buy one. Brandon Ayuk's more expensive than that, right? I don't I'm not going to guarantee it. I think sometimes yes. Uh, I think remember he started off pretty hot, and he's he's kind of still been you know a good receiver, but hasn't been that upside play of late. You might be able to. I think to your point, yeah. most times it's not enough. Probably. All right, Ayuk, T, Drake London, Michael Pittman. I like Michael Pittman a lot. That'd be one I'd actually go after. Problem is, I own a lot of Michael Pittman. <laughs> <laughs> makes it tough to go acquire Michael Pittman when he's already on your fucking team. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Keenan Allen, if you're a contender. I, I was going to say, first. that. I was just going to say, uh, Mike, to me, I would rather on a team that's competing, I'm imagining Jada just by the question, like you're trying to compete, sending away a pick, right? I, those other guys are fine. But I think what happens there is you're because you're getting a little more of the age and play you have the playability of down the road, you're paying up more. I think with Keenan Allen, if you can find if that if that person that's owning Keenan Allen is not a strong contender, they're a lot more likely to come off of him because of the age. And I'd rather pay for the upside production that Keenan Allen offers, understanding the downside is that it may be for one or two more seasons and if he got hurt at any point bunch of risk i just think the keenan allen right now with the team and the situation has league winning ability weekly right not that the other guys don't it's just i don't think their their upside quite is what allen's is for the season christian kirk mike evans i think um those are conversations too for sure like if you're i would say the mid part to me no if you're telling me like you're, you're a strong contender this pick is you know locked in later you're you're in the playoffs yes i could would get behind that Terry McLaurin, Deontay, too rich. Yeah, I think they're like I would. I'd rather not spend my first today on that. If if we get to the point where you're you're against the deadline and you think they're going to help you in a start eleven lineup, maybe then. Like if I absolutely had no other options, I think today I wouldn't do it. (laughs) I would have thrown in uh, before today's news Amari Cooper, but uh... so funny. I was prepped. (laughs) We I did exit the XM spot right before this, and I was prepped to like. Say how we were. We said to buy Amari Cooper, and then today happened, and I would not ever tell you that again. My bad. It's crazy, you know. We disrespected Amari, Mike. This is funny though. We disrespected Amari on start sit. He goes and balls. We said never again. Two days later, all right, Amari, we're about to go disrespect that ass again. <laughs> My bad. We go right back in the same bucket, buddy. We're flip flopping <laughs> out here like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, damn it. My Sorry. Uh, it is what it I is. Up. I fucked up. All right, here we go. Got a big trade sitting in an inbox. This is what I love. The blue-eyed bandit. This is a lot. This is kind of like, like got Mike all written all over it. Wow. Pick a side. 
Bijan Alave or JT and CD. Uh, Bijan side currently in the last playoff spot at four and six. Stuck with a lot of underperforming wide receivers. T, DK, Alave, London, a single quarterback. Okay. Okay. I'm going to JT and CD. I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I think that if if you're trying to make this move, like the JT and CD side for me, you'll say, okay, well, you're trying to basically make this team get into the playoffs and you think it might be able to go the, the go the distance there. To the point, yes. However, in totality, when you take Superflex out of this, like CJ, CD to me, Mike, now has put, put me, that's the asset I want here, period. So, like, that's what I'm going to kind of get here. There's no Superflex. CD is one of these guys that's going to be very hard to attain in a league like this. And I know it's a last playoff spot and all that, but it's a lineup league. Variance is a motherfucker in those leagues. Right? And you add you a can, CD, you add a CD yep. and a JT to a team that's start ten. That could be yep. a big time swing of the pendulum. Roll it. See Bijan. See Olave. Hello, Jonathan Taylor. Hello, CD Lamb. Rushman. Hello. Welcome in. I don't recall seeing much from you before, <laughs> but I love this. He says I've yet to meet an FFL expert. It's like saying you're an expert at slot machines. Pull that trigger, baby. You know exactly how to pull that thing, you know? <laughs> I wish that was true. I wish someone actually knew exactly how to pull that thing. We'd have a I know how to lose money at slot machines. I'm really good at that. Can be an expert in that. I mean, yeah, I think uh well, I think kind of the idea is that the experts at slot machines probably lose that ass every time more often than not. But hey, yeah, what do I know? I don't know shit about slot machines. Guys want to see $100 disappear? <laughs> to that Call me Magic Man. Now you see me. Now it's their money. QJ <laughs> or Mike Evans? Oh, Mike Evans. Costy. Love you, buddy. I'm disappointed. This is yeah, This, this isn't Evans. even a question. This is a I at least he didn't put a question mark. Yes, Mike Evans, you're right. JT uh yeah. So Evans yeah. over QJ regardless of circumstance. Hundred percent. Hundred percent everywhere. <laughs> Watson's injury changes Elijah Moore from worthless to more worthless. I would say, <laughs> I would say, Vargustus. What you what you nailed is that in all capacity, worthless. Um, I don't know that you can go from worthless to more worthless, but if you could, it's Elijah Moore. So I love it. We're about to see it. It's going to be the first one in history. <laughs> you know, it, at least though, Mike, it was funny because you oh. were like. I said, uh, Elijah Moore scored a touchdown today. You go, I'm not doing this thing again. I'm like, neither am I, but where I couldn't move him and I'm stuck with him, at least he did something. So I guess to that point, he may, maybe he snuck in like a start 14 best ball league because he scored, right? Never maybe. again. He It's over. It's went from Ass. worthless to more worthless. I like He's this. gone from Jamison Williams to John Mechie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> John Mechie. <laughs> Speaking of Amari and the Watson injury, how do we think this affects Ford and Hunt? Lean on him heavier and more production or less efficiency and lower value? I think uh, I like that he put the eggplant in afterwards and then put the up arrow like, hey, don't you could miss this question, but the eggplant doesn't let me miss it. Everybody here, by the way, this has been something that we've implemented. The the truthers follow, right? But most people don't. If you really want to make sure your question has a good chance to get starred and answered, you got to drop the eggplant in front. It just, it separates all these white letters and it makes me know that's a question. Uh, can both of these be yes, right? It's yes to both, yes. Are they going to lean on them heavier? Yes. Is their efficiency going to go down? Yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Net wash. If you recall, 
the PJ Walker experience. You don't have to go back that far. You may have washed it from your memory. Not a good one. DTR, if you understand that his experience was so bad, they went to PJ Walker. So right. like this offense is going to not be very good. Reality, period. It's just not going to be. So I would say this. They will lean on them heavier in the production thing. I think the reality is actually, Mike, the answer to all these is yes. So it's going to be more more, more usage. They'll try to run more. So more production in the way of yardage. I think the problem is, and why I'm a lot more out, especially on Hunt, Hunt is a short line, like short yardage goal line back, and that's where his upside was carried. I think we're going to end up seeing where there's a lot of empty yards unless you're getting a bunch of them. So like Jerome Ford still has the ability to go 100 plus a lot because he's going to get 20 touches. Like Kareem Hunt, I'll still play him if I got no other options. I just think the offense as a whole comes down and I think his touchdown upside comes down. I'm not saying to get rid of him. I'm just saying I think it's more I, leaning lower on him. I saw a lot of people, you know, talking about DTR2 and his one start and it wasn't good, right? But uh it was against the Ravens, and the Ravens have embarrassed a lot of teams. You know, the Ravens have been very good defensively, even though I thought maybe it was a mirage earlier on in the season. They're pretty fucking good at defense, right? Do you remember the Detroit Lions look like the best team, like one of the best teams in football right now? They got fucking blown out. They couldn't do shit on offense until garbage time, you know, when they were down by like 28 already against Baltimore. So mm-hmm. DTR, that's who we went up against in his first NFL start. So like RIP to him for that first one. So maybe it won't be as bad as we thought. Maybe we'll get a little bit closer to preseason DTR and the offense will be somewhat competent. So, I mean, but I do, I do like the outlook and hope of that. However, I don't disagree, by the way, but it was not, it's not a, it's not a good, it's not a good starting situation for your first start when you're not expecting to, right? It wasn't like he had the, the idea that he was starting for a long time. It was kind of thrusted upon him. So I like the point. However, if you remember Watson played an absolute to the question and point earlier, a worthless half of football and the Browns scored 33 on him this last week. That's fair. But so, every defense has a bad week, right? Yes. I mean, I, fucking Sam Howe was the number one quarterback against the Eagles defense, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, that <laughs> 32 fantasy points. Like, who and, saw that shit coming? But you know what's funny about that, Mike? It's the same situation is here, I think, where the familiarity of the division opponents gives you a lot more insight in how they play and where you could try to exactly. expose them. And, and that's where I think, like, the, at least – for DTR, he was set up in a situation where you know what the Ravens do and how they're going to play it. But he, he could, he's he's unlikely to play as bad as he was the first game. He was terrible. But I, I just think the offense state, as a whole just is not team. very high ceiling, man. It's just not. What? To answer Cody's question, I think the, uh, they'll lean a little heavier on him, but the efficiency will definitely be down. <laughs> yeah. I, not that Watson was anything like super special, but I can say the offense probably won't be as efficient when Watson was actually doing stuff that was, you know, average ish fair yeah fire up fire up them forwards for sure i agree i think that um if i was to say it's going to be better for one or the other like it's not it's not really better because it's just the offense is not as good but i think jerome ford offers the ability to pop one at any point where cream hunt still could have some good games but it's he doesn't have that home run hitting ability all right what's good rush we got chef saying south Harmon squad is the best appreciate you guys with levity and knowledge drops Anytime, man. Appreciate you for tuning in and rocking with us, as always. Zach, um, doing exactly what Zach would do. All the eggplants. All the eggplants with no question. And that's. You could tell Zach. That's why I love Zach. Uh, Zach did say he was traveling. 
So, uh, mm. you know, the- he said he's in a hotel needing an entertainment. Listen, oh, hotel. that was the that was the absolutely the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. You know, all the things he you could do in a hotel, and they're like, "Yes, yeah, you're my entertainment." It brought a tear to my eye, man. A, I was there's a lot of things you can do in a hotel, but you could also just get hammered drunk and do it in the South Harbor. Yeah, man, that no, I'm just like I'm just good. saying all the options you have there, like it hit home, like that hit me hard for me. Like, damn, you thought you could watch that like way? the one of the seven channels that they have. You know, they probably got HBO. Before the tear actually dropped, he told me that he wouldn't even you know get the XM um, to hear me out. He's and I'm like, okay, you. well, I don't blame you, but. So I'm not that important. It, it brought me back. There, to there's the not a lot of customer services that are worse in the world than SiriusXM's customer service. It's true, and that is saying something because there are some shitty customer services out <laughs> there's there. There's some really bad ones. In there. All right, Start Eleven, Super, Start Eleven, Superflex. Holy crap, we're an hour and a half in. You know what's crazy, Mike? We had Alan on. We've had uh, Thomas on of late. Whether it's yeah. a guest or not, I, I was actually a hundred percent not going to guess we had been on here an hour and a half. Like it just the time flies when you're just kicking it, having fun with people. Well, here, good. Man. Let's get let's get two questions. Two questions, and you got to get to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to pack. I got to leave in the morning. Start eleven. Superflex PPR half tight uh, half tight and premium. Would you send Goddard in a late first for Pittman and Gainwell? No, nope. not for the game. Like the Gainwell piece has to come out. <laughs> I'm good on this thing, bro. No, nope. the nope. Gainwell experience absolutely not. Uh, the late first part for Pittman. Yes. Yes. The Goddard for Gainwell, like I'll, I will move off of Goddard. I don't really care that much about tight ends, but give me something that matters. Gainwell is a no for me. Sorry. I'll, uh, I'll attach something small to that late first to make sure I could go get Pittman, but uh, not Dallas Goddard. Good. All right, we have um, who are young guys producing that you would sell on a rebuilder before the off season, i.e. Jerome Ford. Uh, we were talking, I think actually not producing as much lately, but if there's still someone that would be a willing buyer of Nico Collins, he's a, he's a guy that fits this build. Is there any other guys that we want to add to this mix? There's a couple for me, I think. Uh, anybody that plays a running back position, <laughs> young, old, uh, really old, you know, it doesn't, it, I, I don't distinguish, um, uh, anyone that plays the tight end position. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I will, I was going to say for me, um, Young guys producing the top of the list, believe it or not, and a lot of people hate to hear this. They're going to scream. You're going to uh, good comment. Tell me why you hate it. Sam Laporta is that for me, just because of the opportunity you might have to really get a good return, like a great return from Sam Laporta. He's a tight end one. I think he'd be one at the top of the list. Dalton Kincaid, say what you want. Part of the reason he wasn't an auto sell for me is because we hadn't seen him do anything yet. So I thought maybe there was some baked in value later. Look at key trade cut. He's right there, man. Mark Andrews and him. Neck, not even neck and neck, Mike. The exact 7,008 points. Dalton Kincaid now moves into a, uh, if I can liquidate for something real, sell candidate. So to your point, all these young tight ends that have true value um, that you can extract. Running backs, I I think all of them, to your point. Gibbs and Bijan, if someone will really pay that type of a price, will, will go for me for sure. They're not they're starting to produce but they maybe don't fit in this category for everybody um i'm trying to think if there's any receivers the young receivers that fit this build uh tank dell's climbing pretty damn high for for what he is too so. that's fair tank dell probably meets that um it, i think it would be like with tank dell and the josh downs types of the world like i've seen good things from them and i'll sell depending on what i can actually uh you know net in return 
But some of these other guys, they're not must sells for me. The higher ones up, like it depends what I can get back. But I'm not, I'm not really uh, must sells on like Zay Flowers and you know JSNs and these types. It depends on if I get a Godfather offer or not. Really, you know. Yeah, those guys, I'm I'm pretty good keeping Holding. unless you yeah, want to really, sure. yeah, unless you really want to pay the the price. You know what I mean? I'm with mm-hmm. you. Those are the uh, those are the assets that I hold on to, uh, but they're not like super producers, right? You're talking about guys who are producing. Uh, I mean, if you're producing to the level of like Zay Flowers right now, I don't have a whole lot of reason to move on from <laughs> if I want to rebuild. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like Jerome Ford, that's an easy one. Psh, gone. Kyron Williams. Yeah, Ford gone. is 100 percent gone. It, it, Kyron Williams is about to return. Gone. Um, I could give you three running backs where I'd be like, if you wanted to hold them, young guys who are producing. Gibbs, Bijan, and who? HN. I was gonna actually ask you about HN. Okay, you, so you you're on you're in the camp of maybe hold depending on what the offer yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Other I think. That, uh, see you. I think HN for me would be a. I, I think I, I think your statement's correct. He, he's a sell candidate for me, but that's if someone's really gonna pay me a. a, a a fair, actually, probably a little bit above fair price. Like I'm not getting nickel and dime for a chain. I'll hold. I think he's still good enough to have some future years. So I'm with you. Those would be the three exceptions. I can't disagree. No, uh, we, we're done with questions. Johnny Detroit. I know that we've. Uh, well, we'll get to that later. But I got a question that's not a question with an emoji uh, in front of it. I'm pissed drunk right now. Got distracted at the bar. <laughs> That's a perfect way to end the show. That's a perfect, <laughs> perfect way to end the show, Mike. How about how good is that? You know, hey Zach, you're famous. Zach, uh, appreciate you tapping in. T Rock, appreciate you. Um, you know, with your adamant anger towards Browns fans, towards San Browns Laporta. players. San Laporta. San is in the must go category on rebuilds. Um, yeah. Other than that, man, that's all I got. Awesome. That's all I got. Still awesome. Anything you got before we dip? That's all I got. Go uh, check out America's Games. Really good one. Two hours just on the AFC. So we'll have a part two NFC, obviously, coming up. Uh, the Canton Bound Show tomorrow. Very good. Talking about uh, some uh, maybe potential future buys that we should be getting into for the end of the season. And then 4D with my guy Seth Wolcock on Friday. Go check that one out. And then, of course, trade show on Saturday. we got something for you every day here at South Harmon. Every single day. It's true. Make sure you tap into all of it. Um, really looking forward to the the Seth Wilcock um, one as well as America's Game as well as Camping Canton Bound tomorrow. Make sure you tap in. What? What? Our male members are being talked about in chat. Oh, nice. Really? This is good. This is good stuff. Tiny, teeny, tiny. I know what I'm working with. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> so, jeez, I'm not even. I'm not. We go down this rabbit hole and it's all over. Make sure you tap in to the, the trade show on Saturday. Don't get an opportunity to see Mahomes deal very often. Other than that, man, we got to get the hell out of here. My guys, Fizzle, we'll see you back here. Same time, same place next week for the AMA. We're out of this thing. Peace.